0: Hi, this is Kevin Chudy and I'm on the Lunchtime Catch-Up program with Grant and Scott and we're going to have a great time.
1: the lunchtime catch-up podcast this is not an episode this is a very special bonus episode of the lunchtime catch-up podcast the lunchtime catch-up podcast is two blokes that have known each other forever who catch up most days in the melbourne cbd for lunch to talk everything essendon footy club my name is grant with me is scott and joining us for a very best of the sheedy era all-time 22 is mr kevin sheedy himself Gentlemen, how are you very well, thank you, Sheets. No, um, no this worries. is a, a bonus episode for everybody. So thank you very much for joining
2: us on this. Yeah. So uh, just to so the audience knows... Uh, we had sheets on recently, and he put a bit of a challenge out to me and Grant, and said, "Well, you you tell me who, who you know of all the players of have and who 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 would be your best 22? And after after a lot of research and a lot much of debate, uh, much debate, uh, we've we've finally come down to a, a joint side that we want to uh, p- present to Kevin Sheedy. And and she's is is more than welcome to challenge any of these positions and tell us we're crazy. Uh, so <laughs> so I know that. Yeah, I, I'm still shocked that Michael Werner. I didn't get my Michael Werner into the side, but that's okay. But uh, oh, what? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah. So it, it, this is really exciting for us. And um, yeah, it, it, I you know for me, born in '74. My dad was a mad, mad Essendon, uh, and he got me into Essendon. And uh, his favourite player—I remember even when I was five or six years old—his favourite player was Ronnie Andrews at the time. And uh, and uh, and then <laughs> when, when I was about nine or ten years old, uh, around about eighty-three, I got really heavy into football. I, I kind of just as a as a kid understood it, and it was like the most perfect time, uh, I think, uh, to enter the football world because. We went to eighty three and 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 am challenged. You know, obviously, was not the best of grand finals, but we we made giant steps as a club. And then eighty four and eighty five. Uh, no doubt, eighty four grand final being my favourite all time game, if I'm being honest uh, as an Essendon fan. And and then seeing uh, eighty five, and then ninety three, then two thousand, and and seeing uh, Kevin Sheedy. Through all this, uh, just keep on manufacturing the side and creating, creating kids to shine and and, and uh, an environment for fans to to love the club and embrace the club and 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 look outside even our state, embrace other states and embrace the game in a, in a broader global level. And it it was a it was a magical time and and you know through. Through what the Essen Football Club did, you know, it was the first time. Even when Michael Long came down, you know, me as a young boy, just seeing an Indigenous player and going, "How exciting is this?" Oh, you know, and 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 just embracing it and wanting to learn more about his culture, and and then you know having the long walk, and so it, it, it's even as a fan for me, it's it, it's a journey of, of one of being loving on field, loving the club, but also a bit also being educated, understanding what what our war veterans have done what our regional what our regional folk and, and farms and, and and the hard work that's that's built this country and and then looking up north and 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 seeing the indigenous communities so that's i just wanted to say that off the top sheet as a, as a thank you as uh, that's that's the club has helped shaped me and educated me in some ways to be a better person and see things and and and, and how other people live and embrace life and and i just initially wanted to just say a big thanks for that
0: no worries thanks scotty it's has um, been a fair fair journey for me and my family
1: oh have we lost you there shades or no no oh i think we've lost shades briefly
2: i left him speechless
1: <laughs> oh just the one can time we... here he
0: is can you hear me yeah, yeah. Sorry, you're back. I you for a second there, sheets. No, i sorry. Oh uh, look, it's um, it's been a fair journey for me too. So don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. Mate, Scotty, should I tuck the uh, should
1: I tuck the screen up? Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's Why go right. for it. All right. So we got a very very professional sort of PowerPoint <laughs> presentation for your sheets. Uh, Spared no expense, put this together this <laughs> afternoon. So what we're going to do is we're going to run through the Sheedy era, all-time best 22, according to Scotty and I, um, and we will be very keen to understand your thoughts. So we start off with the, uh, the back line. The Defenders, my favourite group of people, um, we went on the half-back line sheets we've gone with. I reckon... Uh, the first two are uh, no-brainers in Thompson and Harvey. And then we have Wellman, who well and truly deserves to be considered, in my opinion, in this group. However, I would, up until recently, we had O'Donnell in that position. Now, at the moment, to preview, we have O'Donnell on the bench, but I personally would have O'Donnell in that position. What are your thoughts? Oh, look, I'd
0: uh, <laughs> I think you've got to consider a lot of people I think Paul Weston should be considered Yep Oh, okay and, Write this down Oh, well, I mean, I think he's a fantastic player And you're playing two premierships um, So I'd say Bowles, obviously, 300 games Very good choice Hard to say no to picks himself, Wanganine. He's probably the best backline player that we had. So, you know, when you look at Wellman, um, I better be careful because we're on the board together at the yeah. moment. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I think that um, I'm going to make a couple of changes there. Of course, you have a, you've left Wallace out and you've left Kevin Walsh out. Gee whiz, and um, probably the best player. It was Neil Danaher? You left him out. Mm. Where, where do you put him, though, Sheets? Where do you put well, him? He played, he played one year and won a best of I mean, he's, it's, it's the hard it's part Neil is, Banner, the Neil ha- is Neil Danaher is one of the greatest players I coached. And unfortunately, you know, he done his knee, didn't he?
2: And that's that's the hard part. I mean, we, ha- we had to have that discussion. How much do you consider body of work to natural, gifted talent that of kind of what could have been, you know, and, and Neil Danaher, obviously, you know, I, you know, from the brief things that I saw him when I was young felt like a James Heard, like he could have been as big as that kind of player. Um, well, he was, he was, uh, and I mean, we obviously talked about Billy Duckworth. Um, you've got Anthony Danaher, you've got, you've got different guys. So it, it's, it, it was a very tough one because you've got so many great names, Um uh, I think Wilman, we probably a little bit went with body of work, just uh, I guess longevity. Um, Body of work, body of work. Yes. Um, Love that runoff after.
0: It's going to be very difficult. Educate you little suckers. But it's good. Look, this is all about, isn't it? Can I I ask?
2: (laughs) Another two blokes for every position. Can I ask one quick. Uh, but that's how good you've got to be. Just, True. Just a quick one, Kevin. Yeah. I we pick Gary Folds, his three hundred game player, and we both discussed that we actually we're picking him more on what people are telling us about him. We're probably a little bit young. Um, can you share a little bit about Gary Fold's even for for, for younger generation or what, what the club guy and what you, you saw him? Well, he was there when
0: I, I come to the club, he was a wingman and there was a half back. And one day I put him full 40, kicked seven goals on Francis Burke. At wow. Perform. So well. he's an incredible yeah. player. So what I'm saying is, that, you know, I'm not underrating him. I'm, it's very good that you've actually put him up in the ballpark with Fletcher and, uh, and obviously Wang Yanin because Wang Yolene's a 300-game player, Fletcher's 400-game, you're looking at polls. And um, I haven't often heard your comment, but I'm going to write it down as a learning lesson for me tonight, body of work. <laughs>
2: <laughs> body of work.
0: It's going <laughs> to be in the t- – I'm
2: going to put in the it? title of the show now. I reckon, <laughs>
1: Scotty, like like the, metal, uh,
2: you know?
1: I mean, that's Scotty's life pretty much done. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Sheedy's just taken on one of his
2: phrases. I reckon – Scotty's a happy boy right about now. So t- tell me, without being a-, a negative, tell me the moment you realise that Wanganin actually may leave the club, uh, uh, ha- ha- how, did, how did that, have, you know, uh, I guess, eventuate and, 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 and just your thoughts around that? Because obviously he was so fantastic, but, you know, for fans short-lived, you know, it, he had so much more to give. He did, yeah. he did, just not for us.
0: <laughs> well, we lost a lot of good players, you know, over the years. Um, you know, a like lot before I got there, we lost Graham Moss. I mean, he won a Brownlow and never played a and again. Um, Wayne Gane. well, Wayne Ganeen, um, Would you offered the captain of a new captaincy of a new club, that would be acceptable, probably.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, we lost Nagel to Sydney and we lost Merritt to the Bears. So they are probably the four best players I think we lost, along with Salmon, to uh, Hawthorne. Yeah. So it's very difficult, but you got to trade in and trade out and try and get the best deal you can when these boys leave. And we tried to assess that and do that. So um, very difficult, and very awkward times for the club and our fans at, at that period, you know, because, you know, we started in the VFL, had zones, and then we ended up in the AFL, and had zoning, uh, had drafting. So all along the way, the landscape kept changing on this club, and it, and every other club uh, that was in Melbourne. So um, and then when Fitzroy ended up up north, and also the Swans ended up in Sydney, um, in come the other clubs. So you know, a lot of people look at the history of VFL and never actually work out the crossover of 12 clubs to 18 clubs now which is mm. another third
2: is incredible you know incredible. excellent uh, right. and and one there's one element too that very difficult when you're selecting teams yeah yeah yes. there's, there's, there's one there's element, element. Too with uh the the back line uh especially the i'm just gonna say the 93 maybe is it felt like the half back line was quite small, but played above, but played tall? If, would that make sense? Like the Harvey Bomber, um, Grenville, yeah, Grenville. Oh. Uh, it felt like they were they played so well, but they were quite undersized in height. They were, yeah, they were
0: very, very uh, probably the smallest half back line in the AFL premierships. But uh, they did play extremely well. Mark Harvey could play like a six-foot-four player. Homer Thompson could play about a six-foot-two. And, of course, Grenball, um, he was a uh, very strong mark above his head. So they were in height, yes, not that tall, but in marking and aerial uh, um, contests, so extremely powerful.
2: Yep. So can we – what do we want to do, Grant? Do we go to the That's- center line? Mate, if go you to the center you, lines, we'll
0: give me what you've got in the center line. You've probably mucked that up too, have you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've gone with
2: <laughs> we've gone with
0: we've gone <laughs> with
1: Smoke and Joe.
0: We've Smoke and Joe, with, eh?
1: Smoke and Joe in the middle. Um one of my favorites in uh, in Neagle on a wing, and
0: then just selects himself, Michael Long. Well, you know michael long is in his greatest team ever so that's a fair enough selection because he picks himself yep and um jam the city's going to replace carrier dong leon baker <laughs> he was, this is going to be yeah. hard well um, well we might we might have well, a thought, well, it, it, it's quite amazing because i could say sean denimer you've got two best of to jason johnson Joe Joe never wanted to mess with Paris, although he was a ball accumulator. Yep. Yeah, so at least you know the good thing about selection, like you're doing with me here right now. At least I'm finding out the fans' view, yep. particularly you two, you two cowboys. Yep. You just like people that excite you or touch the ball, don't you? What do they call it? Body of work. Body
2: of them, that's <laughs> true. That is true. I'm, I really wish I didn't ever say that now. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mer- <Merve laughs> ne- did move Neagle come second or third in a Brownlow once? Is that it? Is that- he was runner-up
0: before the year I come to Essendon. Yep.
2: In 1980. 1980 runner was runner-up. Run. Yeah.
0: And um, uh, he never won a best and fairest in my time. And I don't think he won one at all but that doesn't matter um, he's a wonderful player
2: yeah. Incon-
0: just inconsistent um, but a wonderful player
2: and, and obviously a very iconic goal in at the end towards the end of the 84 grand final with that uh, sort of that 55 yard, yards out kind of kick from the you know 10, 10 meters in from the boundary line just a beautiful goal uh, one of my favorite moments goal
0: very- there's a fantastic no doubt about that. Um, Joe City probably kicked a greater goal on the boundary line in too. the 90s. Uh, uh, yeah, the practice wickets errors at the MCG. That was an absolutely incredible goal by Joe. But look, marvellous players. Um, yeah, I'd say Long's the pick of them. Hmm.
1: Uh, i we're we probably a...
0: get in on it. We, we had a, um, a chat to Gary O'Donnell a
1: while back um, just on the uh, greatest players of the 70s, 80s and, and 90s and noughties. Um, and he was saying about Michael Long being that half the time long he never ran as fast as he could because he almost didn't want to embarrass people by running. Like he was, <laughs> he was running at three-quarter pace the majority of the time, which was still faster than everybody else but he didn't really like to run particularly like flat out because he would embarrass people
0: uh, look, look that's a half truth i'd say yeah probably right yeah but i think michael what michael did michael ran to create space uh, he- would try and get around the player because you have the courage to find space on the oncoming tackler. And not a lot of players have the ability and agility to do that. But if he's got a player coming at him, most people kick the ball hurriedly. Michael would say, Now if he comes at me, I get around him. I've got thirty five more meters to run with the ball. Yeah. So that's a and then kick it. So he gets it fifteen minutes before the tackler can kick it. So he's technically a seventy five meter ball carrier.
2: Yep. yeah, and I, a way look at it. I, I always thought with with Jamie City, um, he had he, a couldn't sp- run, he couldn't run that ball. <laughs> no, <no>. Jamie <Joe> City, <laughs> I thought Jamie City had a special skill in some players drill a pass like like a, a bullet pass. He had the special skill, especially with connection with Lloyd, to kick it to Lloyd's advantage. It wasn't a speed ball. It wasn't or anything like that. He just kicked it to where Lloydy could run onto it perfectly. And I've always felt like yeah. he had that great skill.
0: He did. Uh, it was a wonderful kick. But the best kick in the team was Dean Rioli.
2: Dean Rioli, yeah. oh, yes. <laughs> so Dean Rioli, every time I play, I got,
0: every time Dean Rioli got a ball, I've never seen so many people leave. yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that a
0: tells you something? Yeah. It, was, it was automatic. Yeah. In real, it was automatic. Well, I asked Matthew Lloyd, one day, who was the best one to lead to? And he just didn't even blink. He said, oh, Rioli. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I said, why? He said, because he, got, he gave you every best chance to get it. He just said yeah. it where you needed you needed to get it. He said it where you needed to get it. And not only that, he hung it there for you like an apple on a tree. Yeah, yep, yeah,
2: yep. Yeah. see, there's
0: that a game in the because that's include... the skill of a person.
2: Absolutely, all right. So next ones. Uh, look, so I just want to, I just want to go to, uh, look. Oh, the competition. The competition. So we've oh, got yes, the competition. We've got an amazing competition, and 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 She's has done an amazing job of giving us a special offer for you listeners. So uh, listen up, listeners. Uh, hit, uh, so basically, what's going to happen? Right, we all know Shitty at. At www.shittyvision.com.au, amazing pieces of art that you can buy. All the, and it's got amazing stuff that you can have a look at. So go to Uh, shittyvision.com.au. Once you when you find things you like, here are two offers for you to consider. Uh, And this is this is till September the third. So get in quickly. Uh, So uh, first offer: any order, any small, medium, or large. And you and and you will receive an automatically fifteen percent off the purchase price, and receive a free icon book signed by Kevin. And I'll, I'll explain to you how you can do your order uh, at the end. Uh, buy two or more of the buy two or more of the medium or large sizes. A moment in times, and receive thirty percent off, which you get two two free personalized videos from the coach. Um, and two free copies of his Icons book signed by Kevin. So an incredible deal, incredible discount. And obviously, who would not want to get two free personalized uh, videos from the coach uh, who's done an amazing body of work? <laughs> so, uh, so And look, lastly, what you can do to to get your order, go put in your order at SheedyVision at gmail.com. So that's where you actually do your order. So have a look online on SheedyVision.com.au. Pick out things you like. uh, You'll get the discount. The discount will be applied once you email SheedyVision at gmail.com. Put in your order and tell them that you listen to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast with Kevin Sheedy, and that discount will apply. Uh, But here's something huge. Uh, If you – when you put in your order at his gmail – if you can answer the five questions Kevin Sheedy's is about to say, mm-hmm. have a listen to this. This is you. I mean, I'm going to order something just to I'm gonna, so I'm Trust me, I'm ordering <laughs> something as well. Uh, you will win a private lunch with with uh, was it with two other people? Yeah, with two other guests uh, at their choice at the Botanical Hotel uh, and create your own moment in time. So. I mean, so yeah. So obviously, that's one of the best things that's ever happened to our listeners. So, yeah. So, if you can answer the five questions now, here are the five questions, Kevin Sheedy. Go for it. Oh, sorry. Right. Well, the first question is:
0: um, Who did? Who? You're hearing me? You yes. Go for it. All right. Well, the first question is: Who did Tim Watson play? on in defense in the 1993
2: grand final. Who did Tim Watson play on in defense in the 1993 grand final? They had to pick up a Carlton forward. That's one
0: question.
2: First question. Okay. Second question. Second question.
0: The second question is who would I pick out of these three players first in any Sheedy team? (laughs) Merritt? Walsh or Wallace? Ooh, Ooh. Uh, there, there's 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 a good one. That's a very it's open but it's different. That's they got to know how I think. All right, because, all right, that's a, that's a good one. Number three. Yeah, so these are not easy, but I like to make bomber fans think because we're a very well-educated footy club. Indeed, on the point of, on the point of football. Now, question three, who was the unluckiest player not to play in a Kevin Sheedy Premiership, in my opinion? I know the answer to that. You don't know. You never know.
2: Yeah.
0: Question four, who did... Neil Banner, her play on in the 1981 game versus Carlton in the last quarter <laughs> to win the game.
2: Oh, that's a good question. Oh, mate, um,
0: I don't look around. This is going to be a good lunch. We're going to have a lot of good fun. So, you have got a bit of research here.
2: Yeah.
0: And the last question is Where did Leon Baker grow
2: up as a kid? As a kid. Okay. So, there's the five hey, questions. Different. So, okay, listeners, what you have to do, if you want to get this, have the opportunity to win. First shop at shittyvision.com.au. Get what you like. Either you can use the office with the fifteen percent or the thirty percent discount. Uh but with that, answer those five questions within your within your order and you can have a nearest correct. And nearest, the nearest, correct. nearest is correct. Kevin will be the judge. Uh and you can go out to lunch. Uh, with two other people at Botanical Hotel. There's no bigger prize in, in Essendon football than that. Uh, so, yeah, so orders all go into Sheedy Vision. I'll, I'll actually spell it out to everyone S H E E D Y V I S I O N at gmail.com. Send in your orders, orders there and your answers. And we do accept after pay. And you do accept after pay. Very yes, good point. Good. Uh, we'll chuck that up on the page as well. So, the. The offer ends on the third of September. Uh, so put your, your order is orders in ASAP, but make sure that you mention that you listen to the Lunchtime Catch Up podcast. Uh, Absolutely. They'll understand and they'll apply the discounts. So fantastic. Uh, that's that's a, a much, much appreciated offer to the offer to the listeners, Kev. Thank you, Kevin. Well, have
0: a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Now let's go and work through this debacle side you're <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> now, the uh, the ones that get paid all the money
1: to kick the goals, in, uh, yeah. in the words of Dustin Fletcher, the ones that get paid all the money. All right. Half forward. At half forward, we've got Terry Danaher as the captain. We have Hurdy on a forward flank. And then we have the, uh, the Rolls Royce himself, Mr. Mark McCurry.
2: And Hurdy being vice captain.
1: And Hurdy being vice captain, by the way, sorry. And then we've got, whoop, whoop, then we've got sort of again one of my favorite players in Darren Buick, the obvious um, golden boy in M. Lloyd himself, and one of our very personal favorites from the Lunchtime Catch Up podcast in S. Lucas.
2: And I'm, 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 I'm happy to debate Lucas, it's so I'm ready to go for time.
0: it. <laughs> Not bad. Well, um, obviously, uh, these, some of these guys pick themselves, don't they, really? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't see Salmon or Merritt there. You might see one of them you soon. might see one of those two <laughs> soon. Well, uh, well, he, I think Salmon kicked over 500 goals, so he must have done something wrong. He must have gone to Hawthorne or something. He? Or <laughs> and once you yeah. go to Hawthorne, we disown you. <laughs> you, God, you guys, you guys, you—you're very harsh. <laughs> you just—you just sack people. Just remember, I never let him go. He—he he, he sort of got boo booed by the crowd, and he left. I don't know. Oh no! You're
2: harsh. Were, were you were you generally were you generally shocked at his first kind of nine games, Kev? Like his first eight or nine games? Yeah,
0: yeah. absolutely, absolutely. I mean, there's no way now one we thought that he was going to be that great. I mean, he was unbelievable.
2: That was crazy. And, uh, he, yeah. he, was, he had 100
0: goals He had hundred goals written all over him that year until Rain smothered his uh, leg yeah. at Victoria Park. But, um, you know, like he's been an amazing player. Like he was a ruckman. And um, I did a little bit of homework on Buick because I've been hard on Buick. I don't know why I'm hard on Buick.
2: <laughs> I think Darren Buick thinks I'm hard on Buick, hard on Buick hard? too. Are you, are you unfair on the skillful players or are you like the hard-nosed?
0: Oh, like, you need a balance. Yeah. But, I, you know, like, Burek kicked 332 goals. So, you know, that's a hell of a lot of goals. <laughs> was he, kicked about eight, he kicked about eight in his comeback game against Geelong. He, Tim Watson gets all the ticks for kicking the winning goal in the 93 preliminary final. But as Darren Buick could easily say, that he uh, kicked five or six before yeah, he, he kicked that one.
2: Was that who was? <laughs> so the rec- you know, we can get. Who was the recruiter that got him from WA? No Jenkins. no oh, Jenkins, Yeah, the same old. Yeah, yeah he was season, so that would have been one of
0: the last four fours. Yeah, four zoning come in. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So Michael Long come in about eighty-eight. After the '88 car in Perth, so that's when drafting started around about middle to late '80s. And Darren Buick would have been signed probably on a four-four I think around about '84 or five and come over a year or so later. Yeah, wonderful player, but I mean, I I must have been I had Mark Simon, <laughs> yeah, Sam- I Mark, Sa- Mark Simon, uh, Simon Madden, I Mark very hard, and I look back and I should have been. St- Smashed over the, you know, the head with a broom,
2: <laughs> uh. and 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 it's it's quite amazing that basically you got Lloyd and Lucas and they came through the same draft. Really, I mean, obviously there was a lot happened around how we got Lloyd, but uh, if I remember too, we may have we may have um, traded or something like that, even for Lucas or even for his pick. Um, but that was an amazing draft. That's probably one of the great drafts for. Mm. That
0: that's the. I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we let go delaney we let go uh you kick it maybe? Uh, dale kick it Kickett and todd ridley really. todd, yeah. todd ridley yep
2: yeah. yep
0: and not so that was one of the good ones yeah when did
1: uh, now hurdy shades i mean that everything that could be said about hurdy has been said he's an absolute champion but when when does he when does he really catch your eye like, when, when do you really look at him and go, oh, he's, he's got an extra gear? When, when does he really start to look like a champion in your eyes?
0: Oh, two years. Okay. After yeah. a couple. Yeah, he, he, didn't, uh, he didn't light up anybody's fire in his first early games, to be honest. But the, the one thing he's got is a motor. You know, he got, off, he got hurt. He always had some leg problems early, but... Um, that's why no one picked him up in the draft, as Noel Jacob would tell you. But um, that's why we got him late. But um, as soon as his leg problems, um, he recovered from them, then he took at least a couple of years. I- uh, the main thing in the end was we got we got Dennis Pagan over to coach the nineteen, you know, uh, reserve team in nineteen ninety two. Yep. yep, And he had a hold of the and the City and Herd and some of these kids, you know, and they were pretty good. And Dennis was a wonderful coach. I don't know why he never got the job coaching the seconds at North, but he didn't. So I just rang him up late, late one night and said, how do you like a job? <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> I remember I remember as a teenager, I live out in the eastern suburbs, uh, you sort of Ringwood East way, you know. Uh, so I remember – uh, going to Waverley in Hurdy's, maybe in his second year, his third year, and he was playing Hawthorne, and it was the first time I'd seen something different from him. It was, like, it was a game I just remember for all my life. I just remember seeing him at Hawthorne, and suddenly there was just a different player, and I was like, oh, this guy is going to be something else. He he must have taken a de- 10, 11 marks, kicked three or four goals, uh, and, you know, it was just – uh, For me, it was amazing to watch and it was just, it was one of his breakout games and I just remember it going, wow, you know, I've seen something really special here.
0: Well, he had to overcome a lot of injuries in his career. I mean, he would have played 300 games if he hadn't had his skull broken in about eight places, if he hadn't had his foot sort of smashed and had to overcome a terrible injury really when, when you think of the injury that he had. It's always difficult to overcome that injury. I just can't think of the name of it at the moment, but. You know like it's a very talented forward line uh i'd probably slip merit in there somewhere
2: Have we th- i actually do you know what i actually thought i know i you know we, we were discussing merit and going back and forth going uh what do we you know what do we do because <laughs> like, i i in the back of my mind i was like oh, i reckon he's gonna love roger and I'm, but i've got to go with what i think but uh we put we put ended up putting probably TD where we were thinking of putting Roger, but we just couldn't help not have TD. Uh, just I mean, he was a he kicked sixty seven goals and as a forward, and, and he was an amazing half back. So he was he was he did he was he um, he kicked uh,
0: sixty four goals sixty four was it? No, yeah yeah sixty four goals in nineteen
2: eighty three. I've
0: got it all here, boys. <laughs> all <there. laughs> That's the. I so need nice. say some throw a few little boomerangs at me. So I have sat down the day and studied this, so I couldn't let you down. <laughs> nice. And to all the Bomber fans that are on board and listening tonight, I uh, still study most of the players and um, where they are now in life and what they did when they were at the club. So we're very blessed. We had a marvellous group of players come through. Yeah, in my sort of twenty-seven years, to be honest. Uh,
2: <laughs> what, what, so the rock. What? Sorry, just quickly. What did you think of our captain? Is is have we got the captain right? We've named TD. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. I'll tell you right. So Sorry, Shane. Why you break. You break. The
1: old
0: edition, Love
1: Terry.
0: Sorry. Um, sorry, Amanda, Sorry, right, so you, okay. you're just breaking up a little bit. Always. Well, uh, I've still got 10% in my iP- iPad, so we better keep moving. <laughs> we better keep yeah. going. Okay. Right Terry, Terry, you got the captain right. Okay. Beautiful.
1: All right. So we got in the middle, there's, uh, there's, the, there's Mr. Baker. Um, again, S. Madden selects himself, and I reckon Timmy's got to uh, select himself as well.
0: Of course I do. And that's the greatest ever team. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So no problems. there. No, no problem. To- no, Leon Baker. You had to find a spot for Leon, did you?
2: Oh, we had you? to. I mean, he's he he's a little bit of folklore. Um, uh, he, I mean, 84s four can't say a lot of work there. Only played about 65, 30 game, whatever. I know. Uh, come on. You've was- made an excuse here, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. My body of work theory didn't work on this one. <laughs> body of work.
1: <laughs> We've had too many people tell us about him. uh Rowan Connolly just absolutely raves about him, and too too many of the the older boys and girls that we speak to, and even people like yourself, Shades, that he he was he was wildly talented footballer that that should have been around for another x amount of years. But yeah, he's he could have been anything.
0: Well, he came to us at about twenty seven years of age. Come from South uh South Bumbury Yeah. Down
1: that yeah. way. There well, that's a uh, that's a middle, that's a middle line, I reckon, that could compete with anybody, just quietly. So what's uh,
2: So interchange.
1: All right. So interchange. There's uh, we found a spot for fish on the bench. You can uh just swap with Lloydy anytime he likes. <laughs> um Gary O'Donnell on the bench. <laughs> We love him to death. Um, Jason Johnson for a little bit of midfield depth. And then because we love the bloke to death and he was hard-nosed and he went toe-to-toe with Diesel Williams, um, we love Shawnee Denham, so we found a spot for him. And
2: then
1: then on the bench as well is a a young, good-looking,
0: woolen jumper Kevin Sheedy. A woolen jumper, Wow. They um they were pretty exciting sort of years. Uh, we've got a speed kills, we've got three, and we've got Newbrick. Yeah, we're going. Newbrick, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> You can tell what years they were the sponsors we had, but um, absolutely. I started at Richmond with nothing on our jumper <laughs> except the sash. <laughs> um, were you well, were you, you involved uh, sheets with um with
1: the sponsors back in those days, like? Did you help bring him to the club and like
0: shake some hands and stuff with the sponsors? Oh, in the end, um, I probably had a marketing contract along with my coaching contract because you know we were building a club from a suburb to a a major type of city, and it's well known all over Australia now. But it's really a very small suburb. People don't realise that, you know. Same as Colling, very small Carlton, very small suburbs. so in the end we had to get out of you know Essendon and play practice matches all over australia which we marketed the the place pretty well which brought a lot of sponsors to us and we're talking from very early 80s so right now you know we look at it and say well it really worked but um, a lot of people probably poo-pooed it in the early days you said "You're, you're dreaming i said well Tell me when I'm not allowed to dream, and I am as well say goodbye. <laughs>
2: yeah, good point. yeah. I, Look, I remember Jason Johnson. Um, uh, we lost the '99 Prelim. It was 2000. Uh, it was a preseason Cup against North Melbourne, um, and he crunches Blakey. Uh, and it felt like that was the that was kind of like a I don't know a statement. Would you say a, a bit of a yeah. yeah? We're not we're not mucking around this year. We're going to win this thing. No, oh, no, no. They did. I
0: didn't catch too much in two thousand. I can tell
2: you.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. They yeah, they made up their mind after the point loss against Carlton that uh, Carlton got to the grand final and lost it. So, you know, they felt even worse when Carlton lost it because at least they got in and had a crack. Carlton, we didn't. So we're never going to really probably lose two thousand. And Neil Danaher turned up with a team from Melbourne, but they were not going to win it. You know, that's what it was. Yep. Uh, look, you know, they're, they're just some. Look, I can't. I've just said uh, when I look back and I listed all the players that could be in my best ever side, it's pretty hard, you know, when you think about, you know, I mean, Shawnee won a best of Ferris, Jason, two. Gary O'Donnell won a best and Ferris in a premiership year. Yeah. Yep. And Paul, Paul Salmon, I think, kicked about 17 goals in 1993 in the final series. So, you know, like he's averaged f- about four goals a game. A fantastic achievement you know
2: do you reckon Vanderhaar is a little bit robbed i i was going to ask you about ha now
0: uh, well i've got him down here but Vanderhaar was probably along with mark Harvey, probably and her very super courageous people
2: yeah and- Van Haar
0: went, went for balls like any angle i mean you know he's. he's- <laughs> You know, we just said, oh, please don't go. But we're sitting up in the coach's box on the match day and Brian Donahoe and I are going, gee, don't go for this one for God's sake. So we, we won't see you for five weeks if you we, if we go for it. You know, lands on his head and legs up in the air. And, you, know, just, just, you know, we only had
2: two on the bench. So
0: I said, go on him, get him off the ground and give him a breather. <laughs>
2: how, how did you feel? Uh, another player that we discussed, Um, uh Alan Ezard, who won a, I think it may have won a BNF as well he won the
0: best of first yes he did
2: and he was one, um, he was one of those players that was solid for so long well it was um an unusual player because you know we,
0: we had a sort of a forward line i mean you keep 42 gold no he won the best of ferris in uh, 91 yeah alan um that's right yep so he was a player that uh, we had a real difficulty with him in the forward line because uh, we had Van der uh, Merritt, Danaher, Watson, Salmon, and one little boy, Gezzard, and he, he thought he was the best mark in the forward line. <laughs> so he kept flying for every damn high ball. I said, Well, you're just crumb son. You know, like, yeah, you know, he just came down from out of the mountains, just out of, out of the north of Melbourne. You know, we picked him up at Coburg. And um, he was a very, very good player, yeah. Played with Victoria, which is fantastic to get in the Victorian side when you had so many wonderful players like we did, yeah. But he was a good player, a, a very good player. And I keep looking back, you know, I keep finding myself, well. how did Lloyd not win a best in Ferris? It's got me beat.
2: No, I mean, I mean he's got right. good, he's got a lot of talent around him, that's the hard part. Uh, yeah. um, just two more names, a couple of more names, um. Uh, We asked a few fans just about their thoughts. Damien Hardwick came up quite a bit.
0: Uh, Yeah, yeah, good player. Not as good as uh, Thompson or
2: Harvey. Yep. Uh, Glenn Hawker was mentioned. Very good player. Hawker's a wonderful player.
0: Probably the best kick I ever coached.
1: Yeah, I I love the way he ran across the ground. He was
0: fast, great kick of a football. Big fan of Glenn Hawker. You wouldn't even know whether you kicked left or right foot. That's how good he was in those days. Yep. Yeah. No, he won the best of first very early. He, he won his best of in 86 and um, and deservedly rightfully so. But he had beautiful hands, um, played wing, halfback. He could play, he could play anywhere. Uh, anywhere. Anywhere in flank. Could have played in the centre.
2: If, if Just a few other names. Uh, I, I don't think he was going to get in it, but Tony Bahadur was was another fan. Loved Tony No, Bahadur. no. Look.
0: Oh, he's a terrific player. Terrific. terrific. Well, if you look up the Brownlow Middles, go and have a look at him, how he voted. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, I will do that. Yeah. I know how many votes. You won't believe how he voted. How I many? I'm telling you.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> look it up. <laughs> yeah, well, he was he, changed- changed. he actually changed Essendon's makeup because he's a he was a toughest small man in VFL football at that era. And, and he'd come thing. across from um, East Fremantle and he changed the makeup. And in one practice match at Essendon, Ronnie Andrews has taken him out, just split him right down the middle, as Ronnie would do, just yeah. to test what the new boys are going to be like. And sure enough, he just got up and just rattled his head and just kept going again. I thought, mate,
2: we're going to play around. Yep. Nice. Uh, Daisy Ridley, another one. Oh, sorry, Daisy, Daisy Williams. Daisy Williams, sorry. Uh, Daisy Williams, not Daisy Ridley, Daisy Williams. Yeah, very good player. Um, very good. And, and Blake Carousella was another name mentioned. So, Well, no one knows Blake. He turns up with a ball,
0: kicks goals and goes home and has a hamburger on the bench. and He's the most relaxed player
2: I ever saw. Did you ever – can I ask a, co- a coaching question? Yeah. Uh, I'm curious, did you ever have a play where Caracella was on the outer side and we had a quick switch of play. Because it felt like for me as a fan back then, there were so many times we did a switch of play and Caracella was always open in space and it felt like it was almost a set play. Well, Mark Harvey was the coach of the force.
0: Yep. And a very smart. Mark Harvey's a very, very good coach. And he uh, he, he had like Carousella just down to a tee and knew how to get to him. He... he I would have got frustrated coaching Blake, but that's why we departmentalized uh, certain personalities yep. and different positions of backline, midfield, and forward line. And we probably did that ahead of anyone else in the game because we could do that. I was the first full time coach. So when we were going to start developing coaches, the players got the money to become full time when the two TV channels, uh, Channel 9 and Channel 10, got together and Scuttle Channel 7 So all of a sudden The players had a Truckload of money On the table But we had no Full-time coaches But the players Were full-time Yeah, yeah. So we had to really Go out and find some coaches Which we did in the end And um, and we were very lucky You know Getting Mark Williams And In the end Mark Thompson retired Mark Harvey Neil Danaher Was a fantastic Assistant coach for me So Yeah They all ended up Damn good coaches Didn't they Yeah Absolutely
2: and No well, we know you don't have much time on your iPad left, so we uh we got 5% left. We got 5% left. So, look, uh I mean, for I guess your time, how do, how do you now see your time at Esden is a, you know, from where the club was in in 19 was we'll just say 1980 to where the club is now, mm-hmm. um 80,000 plus members, um uh, and having the hangar and everything like that. H- how, do you, how do you see that whole journey since you started to being a director now?
0: Well, look, I mean, I started going to watch Essendon in 1957, so 56, that period around the Olympics. Um, my, my parents lived in Essendon. Um, I grew up in and South Yarra area. Uh, mum and Dad shifted across to get away from the mad Irish Catholics. And um and I used to go to Windy Hill every you know, second weekend. I only used to be 18 games a year then, nine trips over to Western and with my Herald boss. And um, you know, I, I probably fifty seven and probably just saw, saw the last years of Hutchison, didn't see Reynolds. Um and, and so it went on from sort of Jack Clark, who I idolized along with Louis Shelton, you know. Yep. So you know. You know so Hughie Mitchell, then so those periods of um, the last years of Dick Reynolds and then Coleman took over saw those two um premierships there with John Coleman never met John Coleman unfortunately he died very very young yeah um but what an incredible person he 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 looked like a Hollywood superstar and, and coached like a killer <laughs> <laughs> but um, he got away with everything John um, look i i uh and I see answer now well. Yes, and when I went there, there was not a lot of people living there. You know, it's a nice small little suburb surrounded by airports.
2: Yeah.
0: And there are a couple of racecourses at Flemington and Murney Valley and down along Meravanong. The there was the um, munitions factory and the big freeway. It's getting wider and wider, so there's less houses. So and there was no homes between, you know, Tullamarine and Sunbury. So we just had to find new ways of finding recruits and Finding fans, so that's why we went on the on the merry-go-round and visited Australia. We we just about played in every major regional area in Australia. Yeah, the board were fantastic. They said, okay, if you want to take a risk, but as long as it doesn't cost us any money, I said, well, the gate should pay for the crowd and the accommodation and the flights, and and then we set up a recruiting um, network whilst we were there.
2: And and so it was yeah,
0: it was I'm, basically but basically the start of the AFL.
2: Yeah, true. It must have a sense of pride even this year because we've had to play so many interstate uh, against against a team that also doesn't live in the state. If that makes sense, like the Tasmania game, yeah. it must be it must have a sense of pride when you see the Dreamtime in Perth, the the Hawks and oh sorry the Tassie game, and then Eston almost has a home crowd feel because you 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 think back to what you just said and, and how that's nurtured or, or grown a club base in each state mm. and then you see this year the club going by state by state whether it's brisbane tassie uh and mm. playing all these odd games uh and then having essendon home crowds like it is an overwhelming feeling that that essendon has the you know the much larger fan base it's watching different. and, and it, it must give you a sense of pride to go that's the journey where we start off with and you can see it kind of to a fruition this year
0: 35 years later yeah i look i think um the Dreamtime game opened a lot of eyes up for not only Essendon and Richmond, but also the AFL. Yep. And it was sold out in 17 hours, which is a fantastic effort. Um, that may go on the road again every three years or four years, possibly. I don't know. Other people make those uh, decisions. All, all I like to do is work on ideas, you know. Yep. Um, uh, and that Day has been a bonus for everybody, you know, just to get everybody educated on understanding about our men and women that have been in war zones. Um, country games going to be very powerful in the next five years as we get out of COVID because mm. um, I think that's probably the real golden egg coming, you know. To yeah. be honest, uh, and I think that uh, the 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 more we can actually keep building and educating our fan base and everybody in footy and, and the Australian rules and AFL right around the whole of Australia, you know, that's one of the main reasons I went up to the Giants is to start a team where there's three million people. Yeah, yep. we, we, we're having a talk about starting a team in, in Tasmania, where there's a half a million people.
2: Yeah,
0: there's um, about 150 different nationalities in West Sydney that didn't have a team of AFL, which is just—I mean, there's more people in Western Sydney than there are in West Australia or South Australia.
1: So yeah, you had different.
0: to put it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, just, sure. that's more by more, not even including Orange and over the Blue Mountains and around you know yep. Wentworth, all those sorts of areas. So. So in the end, uh, then you, you throw in water, you know, so technically it's um, very difficult, you know. Absolutely. Uh, so I look, I like that but um, there's a lot more to do. Yeah. Yeah. At the moment, I just finished my uh, book, Icons of My Life, and it starts with people that have inspired me to, not only uh, since I've been alive, but it's been a good journey with John Bertram and, you know, Michelle Payne and, and. Uh, you know, Ash Barty, what a wonderful young girl. She put tennis back on the mat when the two other goosers got up. <laughs> <Yeah>. it, takes, <laughs> it takes women to clean up the mess, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's
2: a champion. But
0: she really is. Yeah, yeah. So, you yeah, know, guys like Rod Labour and her values. So the book's take it all year to do it, and it, it, it's gone to print uh, two days ago. So what I do now is try and inspire other people through my writing. Yeah.
2: Awesome.
1: that sheet, So... Yeah. If you if you take into account our uh, our side sheets, what are we getting as a mark out of ten
2: for our yeah. side? We for you, what
0: for, your, for the side that we our pick. best
2: twenty two? What do what do we get a score out of ten? Uh,
0: about sixty five. <laughs> sixty five out of ten. <laughs> well, well, that's a high mark. Oh, it is. We'll take that sheets. We will take that. Yeah, I mean. I'll sit down and correct it tonight and send in the correction papers like a school teacher. Principal, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> this is this is where you're... If I got 65 out of anything at school, I was going well. <laughs> the principal's going to send uh, us the homework. Got, you haven't, you haven't put a dud in the team. I just got to shape it a bit for you. All right, now that we can do that, <laughs> we'll we take that on board. No way. Well, look, it's been wonderful to uh, to talk to you.
2: Yeah, thank you. For all the
0: fans that may be listening, and hopefully they are, but. Um, good luck with your show and you um, make sure make sure that uh, you become a great show. We are trying, mate. We get are trying. Rid- We've got get rid of the word mediocre in your life and do things that are exciting and don't waste your time and concentrate on a body of work. <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm going to have to do weights tomorrow. Nice, no, <laughs> the <weights>. Go sheets, <laughs> good, everybody. Good luck all uh, right thank, thank you, you, Sheeds. you have a, have a right. great night and by all the bomber fans see you later
1: guys thanks thank mate you. see you later right well we better wrap it up scotty
2: yeah what a what a look what, what a fantastic uh interview and and uh yeah she's is a obviously a, a treasure so uh Thank you, everyone. Uh, I'm sure that was fun for everyone. Uh thank you. thank you to Kevin. Don't forget little, the little special bonus for everybody for uh, for
1: listening throughout the year, and a massive thank you to Sheedy obviously, um, for for being on with us.
2: Yeah. So don't forget the competition. You can you can go in at any moment and and um, uh, and bid for or not bid, but uh, yeah. purchase any of those things for discounts and uh, and possible. Lunch with Kevin Sheedy with two other people. Can say I'm, mate, that. I'm
1: put. I'm putting mine in. I reckon you'll you'll get a you'll get a phone call, Scotty, uh, and we'll head down there.
2: We need a lunchtime catch up. Purchase. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, thank you everyone. Uh, fantastic uh, show. Uh, really, really special uh, for us as as long time Essendon fans. Uh, that's Grant myself. There's not much else to say, but uh, uh, this is the lunchtime catch up. Signing off and talk to you soon. See you guys.